Hey, y'all, this is Palmer Anthony, and you're listening to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast. Jones lovers, third cousins, and brothers drinking well bourbon need. This ain't a drunk callers. Take it back tomorrow's honey, blame it on the drinks. We'll be the idol next year, but we hang around here singing karaoke just off key. We're the poor another shot of Jack High School quarterback, still talking about that team. So come on, let's go. Welcome to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast, live from the Barn Studios in Southeast Missouri. You got the mocks here, and I'm joined with a special guest online right now. We have Palmer Anthony. Palmer, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm doing all right. Coming back to our area. I know you've played here before at the camp at Lake Wapapella, but this time you're going to be playing a much bigger venue, or at least a, a bigger venue, and uh, possibly a bigger show. You're uh, opening up for Ian Munsick at the Black River Coliseum. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. And, uh, the fans up there have always been uh, so receptive to kind of the Red Dirt Texas uh, scene down here that we got. And uh, it's just it's always fun for us to get up there. Um, and all the folks there at the camp we're all, have always been super kind to us, treated us really well. And I'm sure it's going to be the same down there at uh, Black River. And that's Black River Coliseum this Saturday, September 23rd, Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Ian Munsick, Ryan Charles, Palmer Anthony. Doors are at 630 Presented by Golden Eagle Entertainment and Dylan Manis. I know you guys uh, have a connection there. Dylan's always great to us as well. So shout out Golden Eagle Entertainment. Yeah, Dylan's the man. And he's one of those guys that I think his first show he ever promoted was one of my first shows up in Missouri at all. So uh, we kind of kind of come up together a little bit. And he's always taking care of us and just uh, just stoked to be out there. And yeah, like I said, the fans are probably one of my favorite parts, though, is just everyone's so rowdy and has a good time and uh we're just we're pumped to get up there yeah we were down that way it's a little bit a ways from our studio but we were down that way last weekend for pecos on the rooftops and uh yeah that was the show that actually the first one that dylan did and that we opened that up uh like i think it's two years ago at this point oh wow oh wow that's so cool yeah and golden eagle and dylan's been so uh instrumental in building up that scene you know and, and i've been to several shows down there and i've seen it grown to uh to what it is now and, and i think you're gonna have a great time on saturday oh yeah i'm pumped and ian uh ian Munzik's a, a buddy of ours so we're excited to see him again and and uh, he lives in nashville i live in texas so it's don't get to come across him too much so we're excited to see him and excited to see ryan too well you mentioned texas can you share a bit of you know a bit more about life growing up in west texas and how your childhood influences you know maybe your path to country music yeah no, i bounced around a good amount um growing up between uh, Texas and uh, a little bit north, small town, Northern California. And, um, and really just kind of grew up in a rural setting, whether it's in the, the woods in Northern California or the, the plains of West Texas. And, and for me, it's uh, I've always written about where I came from and, and written about small town life. Uh, I always think it's funny too. Now I live in the suburbs of Fort Worth, uh, not really suburbs, but like the inner city, I guess, of Fort Worth. And, and uh, sometimes you got to leave the city and go out there just, taking a sunset or taking a sunrise and, and uh, get a taste of that small town life again and get some inspiration. But um, for me, I just love writing about that kind of stuff and, and that kind of lifestyle and the simplicity of it, I guess. But um, 
it, it, it's not much different than a uh, small town Missouri, I will say. So um, I'm excited to get back out there. Just, I think those kind of songs relate to a lot more people than just out there in West Texas. But uh, it, that's, that's just where the inspiration comes from, I guess, for me. And I think um, anyone who's a fan of your music can tell that. I see and hear a lot of small town, sort of a nod to small town life and living. You know, you kind of talk about the, what is it, uh, the cloud appreciation, right? Where you're just maybe yeah, stargazing yeah. <laughs> a little bit. And, yeah. uh, you know, some of your songs are just so small town. And like you said, it doesn't matter if it's Texas or, or Missouri or Tennessee or wherever it is. I think people can relate to that. Yeah, that's all I want to do. And, and I heard a quote recently um, about writing songs and putting songs out in the world. And, uh, and I think the reality is, you know, I write them because I love to do it. Um, but I love when people take them a different direction, you know, or uh, interpret them a way that I didn't plan on that. Uh, I, lo- I love that. And for me, it's like once I get them out in the world, they're for everybody else. And uh, for them to relate to or them to use as a as a friend if they have to. But, uh, you know, that's why I write songs is, is so other people can, you know, make them their own in a sense. One of my favorite songs of yours is Nobody's Got It Better. And I, th- <laughs> I think kind of what we're talking about here is it, it seems like a little bit nod to small town life, but also like oh, yeah. I get a sense of like appreciating what you do have, right? Even if it is small town life, you can find happiness, you can find fun, you can find the greater parts of, of life and living even in a small town. 100%. And that song's always been funny. That song's an older song for me that just recently came out. Uh, and I had it kind of in my back pocket for probably four years uh, until I was like, man, I think this song needs to come out. And it was, there's a line in there that's kind of the hook. It's, uh, we'd be fine with a lie that goes on like this forever. You know, just saying that you're okay with like pretending that nobody's got it better. Because, and honestly, like, you know, moving to the inner city forth, I, I do miss a lot of the small town stuff I grew up around. And, uh, and I love Fort Worth. It's, it is a big small town sometimes, but uh yeah i I think i just kind of give a nod to that and say uh, i i think that even though you might not have a lot sometimes i still think nobody's got it better so do you care if we hear a little bit of it yeah absolutely here's nobody's got it better by palmer anthony Jones lovers, third cousins, and brothers drinking well bourbon need. This ain't a drunk callers. Take it back tomorrow's honey, blame it on the drinks. We'll be the idol next year, but we hang around here singing karaoke just off key. We're the poor another shot of Jack, high school quarterback, still talking about that team. So come on, let's go. I think one of the reasons I love it is I come from a football, a high school football town, and I could go to any bar right now and run into somebody maybe I played with or teams that I'm I know well, and somebody's talking about football right now about the old glory of days. Of course, I I love that. I, I don't. Some people I remember uh, one of my buddies was like the quarterback in my hometown, and I, I played mostly defense. But he uh, he's like, was that about me? I was like. In a very nice way, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but no, I, I love it. And, 
it's so true. We we all love to talk about you know the good old days and that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, it's it's just a it's more of a pride thing. I, I'm very proud of where I, the small town I come from. So. Yeah, and I know you have some athletic background in your background, um, some some pretty high level. It sounds like you played some college ball, some D1 college ball out in California. Yeah, I played uh, baseball for a couple of years out there. Um, and, man, I'm really starting to feel it in my body. But <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, no, I was like, it's funny because yeah, I played for a couple of years out there in Santa Barbara. And it was great. I just uh, That's kind of where I would say I realized that there was a lot bigger athletes and a lot better players out there. Um but it was a great experience and to play it at a higher level was, was special. Um, I think that I always tell people or younger people around me, like, if you really want to be good at something, you kind of got to pick one sport uh, at a young age. And I kind of was playing all of them for a while. And that was probably where I hit a wall, but I had a great time. And it just taught me a lot about um, hard work. And, um, you know, if you want to be the best at something or at least be at the top tier at something, it really is, takes dedication and, and giving your whole life to it and i tried to apply that to music and and i'd be lying if i said that yeah that feeling of running out in the field um wasn't something that i, I missed for a while until i got on stage so you know it's uh there's some there's some some uh, things that are similar between the two but yeah yeah it's funny you mentioned that i actually we just interviewed pecos last weekend when he was in town and uh you know he was a he was a he's a pretty big guy, obviously, but he played. Uh, yeah, he was a pretty uh, pretty good athlete back in the day. And I asked him, you know, is the brotherhood similar? You know, being in a locker room and team team environment and and the long bus rides, you know, is it similar to the music that in life it, and touring and and all of those things? And I do think there's some kind of connection there. Oh, 100 uh, percent. I think the because I think a lot of people a good way to put it is like you know you see the hour and a half two hours um on the field is very similar to the hour hour and a half you see on stage you know you don't see the 23 other hours of those people's days um where they're putting in the work and and trying to get better at their craft and um i think that's a the, for me the biggest similarity is that a lot of the like it's really fun to go on stage and perform but um the years of playing the dive bar down the road um and you know perfecting the craft and writing all the songs and that stuff isn't what people see most time. So um, I think that's probably my biggest similarity to that. Yeah. I've kind of heard the saying, and I actually use it often when, uh, with my, my full-time job is like, you're not paying me for my time these days. You're paying, paying me for my experience, all the stuff that you probably haven't seen the years of, of working on the craft, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, it's true. Um, some yeah things, to piggyback on that it's like you're almost getting paid back from the the money and time you put in previously yeah um and i think i think i heard darius rucker say one time he's like you guys pay me to travel now it's like he just <laughs> right he enjoys doing it but he's like i don't like travel so yeah uh, and, but, th- uh, and throwing it back to sports a little bit i I forget who said it but it's a quote similar to that is like i play the games for free you pay me to practice that's true yeah i mean i would say the same and i think for us it's like you pay us to lose sleep <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, on the road. But, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's cool. And, um, it does like, it all is worth it, honestly, for that one hour. And I think athletes say the same and most artists say the same. And for me, it's either writing a good song or getting that hour or so on stage. And it all, you kind of walk off and you're like, yeah, it's all worth it. You know? So I'm sure you have some amazing experiences and, and a ton of stories. Does it get stressful f- at times? being a professional musician. Yeah. I mean, I think 
there's like different tiers of stress, I would say. And you kind of, it doesn't matter how big or small you are. There's just different tiers of stress. You know, there's, I'd say the bottom tier is kind of like the, the bar gig, um, maybe like wedding private event kind of thing. And you actually probably make more money playing those cover band bar gigs or the weddings, the private gigs. So, but your stress isn't money. Then it's finding a, a show where you can go open in front of the original music audience, you know? And then you got like where you start being an opener, you know, and then your stress is like, okay, well now I'm not playing those high paying private gigs shows. Uh, and I got to go uh, open up for, you know, whoever in uh, Utah. And it's like, so much travel expense then it becomes money you know it's like there's all these different stresses at different levels um but and then the bigger you get it's like okay i'm at the top how do i stay at the top so there's there's your different stress and so there's all these kinds of different stresses but i think at the end of the day you just have to like love the journey of it um and know that those stresses are going to be at every level i think if you do love the you know the ride we'll say um the stress is kind of you just kind of take them as they come i would say we're really heavy on the sports analogies here, but uh, I know. <laughs> is, is the bar time, the cover band time, the, the bar band, is that, you know, the minor leagues, is that important in, in what eventually would become playing your own songs on your own stage in front of your own audience? A hundred percent. I don't I mean, just even <laughs> make it more about baseball. I don't really have a time with this one here, but uh, <laughs> it's like single A, double A, triple A. I would say, I think bar gigs would be single A. Um, you know, I would say, um, like double A would be getting the opening slot, you know, first of three for somebody. Then you got triple A where you're direct support and then you got the headline and you know, going pro. So, um, it, it is somewhat like that, honestly. Um, but it is all levels are important because I think I see sometimes people skipping levels where they go viral on TikTok or something, or they, Maybe they stay at single A too long, they get burnt out, or they stay at double A too long, they get burnt out um, as far as the levels go. And I do think you got to at least pay some time to each of these points to grow as an artist because we've been playing shows for four or five years at this point. Um, and we've made enough mistakes to where, like, if something goes wrong on stage, if we have a flat tire, like, you know, we're always we're more prepared for all those mistakes now, if that makes sense. Yeah, the better, the longer you're out on the road, do you get better at it? Even like, not even the performances, but just being able to maintain uh, that life. Hundred um, percent. I think you know we're still at the point where we still have a small, you know, band and crew. We kind of have to, you know, if something goes wrong on stage, we got to fix it ourselves. And we're all a bunch of guys in our mid twenties, <laughs> so sometimes we know we, you know, we don't really know what we're doing still, uh, but we are prepared as much as we can be for basically troubleshooting. And, um, and that's kind of the biggest thing I'd recommend any young artists, like just get good at troubleshooting in those moments and don't freak out. Um, because it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and you're staying busy throughout the rest of this year. I think I counted, uh, and this is just the Texas shows. You have eight Texas shows between now and I think the end of November, uh, but one being Gordy's Highway 30 Music Fest, which yes, is sir. which is a monster music festival down in Fort Worth. Uh, how did that come about? And and tell us about your excitement with that one. Yeah, Gordy's and the whole Highway 30 crew are, are truly an incredible group. Um, I've gotten to play Highway 30 Idaho twice. 
Um, and that's kind of where the festival started is where the festival started. And, um, I played Gordy's like birthday bash one time. And Gordy was a guy that when I had absolutely nothing going about two years ago, just was just liked our, like, like that, that we grinded, like that, uh, some of the music and, um, has become a true friend of mine and, and was, he was kind enough to put us on a Texas version and it's really cool because it's, it's in our backyard. And <laughs> so, uh, we get to kind of <laughs> save a little money on travel and, and go be part of a pretty massive, uh, festival and a massive day. We're on the day with Zach Bryan and, uh, Charles Wesley Godwin and, and all those guys. So that's going to be a pretty, pretty nuts for us. Yeah. I'd say, so I've heard of those guys before. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, up and comers. <laughs> This is the Midwest Mixtape Podcast. We're joined here with Palmer Anthony. If you're listening to this, you're going to go this weekend to Poplar Bluff, Missouri at the Black River Coliseum with Ian Munzik, Ryan Charles, Palmer Anthony. Doors are at 6.30 p.m. Presented by Golden Eagle Entertainment. And again, looking forward to having you back in town. Looking forward to being there Saturday. Palmer, we appreciate your time today, man. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much for having me. And I cannot wait to get back to Missouri. Jones lovers, third cousins, and brothers drinking well bourbon need. This ain't a drunk callers. Take it back tomorrow's honey, blame it on the drinks. We'll be the idol next year, but we hang around here singing karaoke just off key. We're the pouring another shot of Jack, high school quarterback, still talking about that team. So come on, let's go. Waking up to 